Polly and fam, and welcome to Talk Your Polly Off, presented by ilovepolly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hey there, Polyam fam, and welcome back. This is episode 32 on direct intentional communication. I'm Bella. And I'm Monsuda. And this is Talk Your Polly Off. All right. So, I mean, how's how's it going? How's your week been? How's my week been? Yeah. That's been a fantastic question. <laughs> it's been super duper. All righty then. You always sound so British when you do that. I don't know why. All righty then, <laughs> chapeau. I'm just supposed to sound like Jim Carrey. No, you're supposed to sound like Ace Ventura. Yeah. All righty then. No. Alrighty then. <laughs> At any rate, how has my week been? Let's see, if I could do a, a mental recap, I think it's been pretty good, actually. I've Oh, continue. Oh, continue. No, please, by all no, means. No, no, you no. You were really go. excited just now. Go ahead. No, it just dawned on me without looking at our notes that, oh, we have to talk about our dates because those happened <laughs> like the weekend before the last so episode. So let's kick that up. Go ahead. Tell oh us about gosh. your date because I know that you and K-Fug went out. We did. All right. Oh. And if you don't know already, because we haven't really announced it, but our Patreon is just up and running. We are doing bonus episodes. You get access to bonus episodes, which if you've been with us since the beginning and you remember Hot Tub Poly Talk, where we just kind of bullshit in the hot tub and, and talk about random crap. Yeah, baby. It was <laughs> usually while we're drinking or something. Um, these bonus episodes have that kind of feel. The first few of them have been sitting around the campfire. Well, I say campfire. Sitting around the fire pit in our backyard. Well, our new headquarters is kind of a campground. It is. We're it's... a cabin in a campground in the middle of town. <laughs> and then the third bonus episode that we did, um, we did do a little date recap while K-Fug was over. Right. So if you haven't checked that out yet, bear with us because it's still a work in progress. But head over to Patreon and search I Love Polly, all one word. We'll also put the link for it in the show notes. You're right, we will. But in case you haven't... Um, dates, yeah. K-Fug and I went out last Saturday, I guess two Saturdays ago, and it was a blast. We had so much fun. It started off with pedicures, Ooh. and she fucking, like, punched our pedicure lady in the face. That is a date. It was so funny. We were, she's, I love her, she's adorable, but she is clumsy as fuck. Did you just hear what you said out so loud? So, I've said it to her before. Oh, my God. <laughs> so It's on like Donkey Kong. We, <laughs> we walk in, and this is like a bar pedicure nail salon place. And um, it looks like she's drunk already. Because we walk in, and she kind of trips over this rolling chair. Like one of those little short chairs that the ladies sit on when they're doing your feet. And she trips over it, and her hands go flailing back, and her knuckles straight up, like, backhand across this lady's cheek. So that... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that was really funny. So, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail, because we do have that in the bonus episode. Right, go check that out. But we did pedicures, we went to Build-A-Bear, and we had sushi, and then we came back and watched a couple movies at my house. So that was pretty cool. It was a great date. That's awesome. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. Yeah, how was yours? 
it was pretty good. So there's a girl that I've kind of liked from afar mm -hmm. from when we were hosting regular munches. And we did a photo shoot for Daddies and Littles. Yep. And she volunteered for the photo shoot. And I knew kind of at that point where I was like, oh, I like her. Yeah. But I'm not a pushy guy. And, and I really am not one to take chances dating-wise. So I just left it. Shouldn't have left it, but I did. Yeah. And then at our Halloween party, she's like, hey, I like you. <laughs> so we got to talking. We went on a date. And it was a really good date. Yep. And we've since gone kind of on a second date, kind of not really a second date. Right. It was like a group outing. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about that group outing? Why don't you tell us? Because I think in the notes you said something about something you were liking there. So go ahead. Okay. So, Mr. Monsuda here. Hello. Part <laughs> participated in a dad bod doudoir photo shoot with a friend, a photographer friend of ours. I definitely have a dad bod. <laughs> it's it's a very sexy dad bod. It's a very tight fitting pants dad bod. <laughs> so and that anyway, needs to change. yeah, yeah. Anyway. You took these really fun pictures. My and drink's empty. Your drink is empty, but we're going out tonight, so we got to get through this. Shit. Okay, go ahead. So you did the photo shoot uh -huh. and then a couple we answered some questions and a couple weeks later, ta-da, we're going to an art gallery opening with your photo on the wall. Yeah, I had no idea. So <laughs> when I did the dad bod photo shoot for this magazine in Portland, and I can add a link to that magazine yeah, below. That's for PDX. Because scene. I'm all about self-depreciation. <laughs> <laughs> PDX scene magazine. So when I did it, I just thought, okay, well, I'll do this dad bod shoot because they asked me to do it and I'll just never have to look at it and it'll just get published and I won't, I'll never think about it again. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so they did it. We took a bunch of pictures. They chose one. One of them. Yeah. And for I think like you a had... centerfold spread. I yeah. think they did that for all the dad bods. So. I think I haven't looked through. We got copies of the magazine. And they chose the nickname. I don't even know where it comes from. That's so good. It is not good. <laughs> like you could have given me any old nickname and it would have been fun. But I got, what did I get? Peter... No, it was Parker. Parker Dashiell. Yes. Now, his photo was a comic book nerd-themed photo. So, what did she say the thought was? She said, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Right, so Parker And Dashiell sounds like super speed, like the Flash the or Flash, something. The Flash, yeah. And I'm thinking, that's not really a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, bruh. Uh, she just called you quick. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. you don't know. You don't know me. Right? You don't know my life. So yeah, so we went to this art gallery. And... Which I didn't think was going to happen <laughs> when I did the photo shoot. And then like a week later, she's like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to do this art gallery. And your photo is going to be featured. Oh, thank you kindly. I appreciate that. The plus side, I'm not hijacking your story, I yeah. promise. The plus side is my photo was hung above the meat tray. Yep, it sure was. <laughs> So anyone getting food from the meat tray looked up to see your beautiful, sexy dad bod Sample photo. my meat. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there, and it's the three of us. So this girl you went on a date with, yeah. and then me and you. 
And um, first of all, Naughty Nettie in the front office. Oh, yeah. Naughty Nettie really wanted his autograph because she purchased a copy of this magazine and wanted him to sign it. So he's autographing from the get-go. And then we walk in and we get our drinks and we head over and meet with the photographers. They hand him a stack of like four by six printed photos of his centerfold and a Sharpie marker for him to autograph and give out. It was so fantastic. Yeah, I I'm loved like, it. this is not necessary. <laughs> First off. It was so good. But... Second, why do I have to look at 30 pictures of myself? <laughs> carry them around. I'm not vain. I'm not I arrogant. Know. Like, I play arrogant really well. <laughs> I do. I can act like the most pompous son of a bitch you'll ever meet. But I am not. I am Ugh. so like, I'm humble. I, I don't I don't. I like attention, but I don't like attention. This is what you do. They become your calling, like your business cards. So you write your contact info on the back and autograph the front and be like, hey, like when we meet people out. Holy shit, I couldn't <laughs> even do that. No, actually, you know what I'm going to do? This photo shoot has continued to cause me to step outside my comfort right, zone. Right, right. So I'm going to step outside my comfort zone one more time. Okay. I've got a stack of maybe 10 of these. Yeah. So the first 10 people that sign up for mm. our Patreon... I will sign this for you, and I will send it to you. And we'll we'll get your address, and we'll reach out to you, and we'll send you an autographed copy of Parker Dashiell. A.K.A. Monsada. Because <laughs> you guys know me. I'm not that guy. Oh, Come it's on. so good, though. It's but... embarrassing. I'm going to send this out, and people are going to be like, I'm going to throw darts at this fucking picture. <laughs> but while we were out, that yeah. brings me to my happy Polly moment. Because it was so fun. It wasn't really set up as a date, but it was kind of your second date with her. A little bit. And I mean, it was at an adult sex club. Uh, Which is a great place to take a person for a second <laughs> pseudo date. And of course, it's, you know, nothing happening. It's We're just there to eat and look at the, the art. But... Um, and do electrotherapy later. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. But it was so cute to watch them getting their flirt on back and forth. And not in like a weird, creepy third wheel way, but in like a, oh, it's so cute to see you all happy and flirty and not like reserved or stressed out. You were just in your element with your ladies. It was a good time. I never stress out, first off. Yeah. Second, I also have a happy poly oh, moment. Oh, do you? From the very same night. Oh, yeah? In addition to going out with you and this girl... And having a fantastic time, mm -hmm. I got some metamore happy Polly moments. Oh, look at you thinking, what did I do? Was that when I flirted hold with... Hold on. My turn. Chris the whiskey guy? I said, hold oh, on. Oh, no! So, in addition to having a photo gallery going on <laughs> in the sex club, there is a local whiskey company. Oh, I didn't bring their card in. I'm totally going to put their information on the show notes. Yes. Because they've got some apple pie whiskey, I swear to you. If you don't like it, you're not even human. <laughs> I'm not a big whiskey fan, but the apple pie whiskey was amazing. And apparently they have a peach one, too, that they're yeah, out of. I want that. I'm not an artificial apple flavoring kind of person, but that apple pie whiskey, that was the shit. Yeah. Anyway, so there's this company that's local to the Vancouver, Portland area, and they distill their own whiskey, and they've started distributing locally. There were three people running the tasting section. Yes, it was a free tasting sec section for whiskey. I may have had a lot of tastes. <laughs> they had one, two, They had five. five. And I had at least seven shots. 
I mean, you got to try each and every yeah, one. Yeah, and they're not full shots. They're and little you baby gotta shots. you got to double check the ones you really like. <laughs> and then probably triple check for science. <laughs> so there were three people running this whiskey booth. Two guys and a girl. Uh-huh. The girl was married to one of the guys. The other guy, obviously, was not married to either of the two. I don't know who the dark-haired guy was. <laughs> the dark-haired guy looked very famous, Yeah, I would say. And immediately, you keyed on to him, and you're like, you look like someone famous. I had been drinking already, and so my filter goes away. And instead of being all shy, I was legit like, you look familiar. You look like someone famous. Right. And immediately, I saw Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters and mm -hmm. Nirvana. I was like, "That he looks like Dave Grohl with a haircut. Right. He got a little excited about that. His buddy started ribbing him a little bit. And you're like, no, it's like a movie star. And it took me a minute. I'm like, how about the actor from The Boys? Right. And they're like, The Boys? I'm like, yeah, I was on Prime. And, uh, and they're like, yeah, but what's his name? So we actually had to do a little bit of brainstorming because he was also in Judge Dredd. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things. You it's just... Carl Urban. Carl Urban. The dude. Yeah. And immediately, so sexy. I was like, you're Carl Urban. And he's got the dimples. <gasps> My heart fluttered. Yeah, so for the next 10 minutes, everyone's like, you totally do look like Carl <laughs> Urban. And it was a huge thing. And while everyone was obsessing about him looking like Carl Urban, I was shooting as many shots of whiskey as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go and do our thing, because I realize I'm drinking too much, and we should probably keep our composure. But you couldn't stop. I couldn't. You were infatuated. <laughs> and you just kept looking and kept talking about wanting to flirt with oh, them. Oh, it was so hot. So I got I got to the point where I was like, just go fucking do it. Yeah. And you did. <laughs> and you're over there flirting and being cute. And he was kind of soaking it up, not sure what to do. So that was kind of my happy poly yeah. moment. I was watching you gush like It was so much fun. And then at the end, you know, like they're wrapping up because their little taster session is over. And I go up to him and I'm like, I just, you really made my night. I, it was so fun and you're so hot and this was cute and whatnot. And he was all giggles and he was like well what's your name and i was like i'm bella and he's like i'm chris and then he gives me a hug and i was like oh this is so cute you came back to the table <laughs> so bubbly it was adoringly disgusting and then they packed up and left and i never got a phone number but that's okay yeah you do because i had their business card in there <laughs> it's true but apparently it's not his distillery so then we get a hold of the guy on the business card, right. and you could say, I'm Bella, you need to hook me up with Chris, because Carl Chris is Urban apparently is like man. his best friend, the owner's best friend. Perfect. And the other dude is like their nephew, or something like that. Oh, okay. Whatever the case is, if it gives me a chance to get more apple pie whiskey, I'm all about <laughs> it. That stuff oh, was super good. I'll give him some apple pie whiskey. That's, I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so hot. You'll give him the pie. I'll give him the what pie. You're so, I mean, I swear this episode has a topic. It does. <laughs> do you remember it? Have we yeah, gone so far I off? I do. Dick. <laughs> it is dick. It is dick. Direct intentional communication. I love dick. Well, so what is direct intentional communication? 
Intentional communication means that one person is sending a message to another person in a purposeful way. Unintentional communication, on the other hand, is always nonverbal. It often comes in forms that are demonstrated unconsciously, like your physical posture, your tone of voice, your behavior, etc. Direct communication involves saying what a person thinks and feels and is marked by active listening and effective feedback. Susan Heitler, a PhD and goodtherapy.org topic expert, defines direct communication as, quote, putting into words one's feelings and explaining one's concerns, end quote. So you just said that direct communication is putting into words your feelings and explaining your concerns. Mm -hmm. We all struggle with communication, no matter what type of relationships we're in. Telling your family no, or explaining to friends that we just need to stay home on a Saturday night. Maybe you're even telling a partner what you need. No matter if you're polyamorous or monogamous, we can all benefit from improving these skills. Totally. We, I think everybody runs into these communication issues here and there. According to Nick Morgans in his Forbes.com article, How to Communicate Intentionally, we're all hardwired to think a good deal consciously about what we're going to say, and hardly at all about the unconscious intentions to that mental script, or other words, how we say it. By asking people to become intentional, or even first aware of their unconscious attitudes, is asking a great deal. Pulling up your emotional script is hard work, and at first will seem to make unpleasant symptoms worse. If you're nervous about that job interview, focusing on the nervousness may seem to exacerbate it. Hardly the desired outcome. Wouldn't it be better to come across as focused, clear, and charismatic in your communications, rather than having your words and your actions say two different things? The effect of aligned, fully present, emotionally focused communication is often profound and always optimal. I agree with that. I mean, that's, I think, what we get when we are direct and intentional, and that's what the goal is. Well, and that's a big thing. It's been something that human beings for many, many years have often driven to try to achieve. That's why we have terms like practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to say it, do it. People get bothered by false promises and empty hopes. Like... If you're going to put yourself out there, you're making a verbal promise to someone else, follow up on that promise. Right. And if you can't, don't say it. Right. Intentions are great. But that old saying is good intentions have paved the road to hell. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I personally like hell, <laughs> but I want to take a better road than good intentions because it's empty and it's hollow and it's meaningless. And eventually, if you're not making good on all of your promises, your character is empty and hollow and meaningless. Take away what you will out of anything we ever say in any of our episodes. If you don't agree with me, that's awesome. That's your prerogative not to agree with me. My personal feelings is that. Say what you do and do what you say. Mm -hmm. To the best of your ability, where none of us are perfect. And we all try our best, and sometimes we all mess up. I don't know about you, but, I mean, I don't. <laughs> oh, I got jokes for days! You do. Oh, I had a good joke. Hold on, hold on. Are you ready? I'm ready. What sound does a sleeping Tyrannosaurus Rex make? Rawr? 
a dinosaur. <laughs> That's like a Jax joke. A what? Jax. Jackson. Like, what, my grandkid? Yeah. It's a cute, it's like a little fun joke. You're welcome. It's not one of your like dirty jokes. I got a dirty joke. Oh, you got I'm lots of dirty jokes. <laughs> a dino snore. We like to keep our show PG. No. Yeah. So back to our topic of the week. Hopefully you're enjoying our little side tangents. Oh shit, we were doing an episode. We think we? we're funny. <laughs> well, I'm not funny. Well, so you're adorable. Everyone just likes my giggle. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about some, so we're talking about direct intentional communication. Dick. But before we get into like some examples and some tips of it, I mean, what are some pitfalls that we, everybody kind of falls oh, into? Oh, there's so many. There are, and I'm so good at so many of them. Let's just say that you want to go out with a coworker of mine. Okay. And you've been chatting with this person online and you've already set up the date. And I feel like it would cause me some struggles in my workplace, but I also don't want to upset you and I want you to explore your autonomy. Mm -hmm. So I might say, yeah, that's totally cool. When if I was going to be direct and intentional, I'd say, I don't know how comfortable I feel with that because I don't want to jeopardize my job. Right. So I feel like that would be indirect or passive communication because I'm omitting my feelings. Which one? The first statement of saying, yeah, it's okay? Yeah. So if I'm saying, yeah, it's totally cool, go ahead, do it. When I'm really thinking and I'm wishing I could mm -hmm. say, please don't do that because I like my job and I don't want to lose it because you want to date somebody. Being subtle or indirect in communication is usually ineffective. We can't expect other people to read our minds. If I was expecting you to read my mind, you'd be like, oh, maybe it's not a good right. idea to date that coworker. If you want someone to understand you, try being direct and try not to, I don't know, beat around the bush in conversation, you know? Yeah. What about you? Well, I'd say another pitfall is, and I never do this one. Oh, good. Assuming you know the message before the person speaking actually finishes. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't see you doing that. No, right? Well, I mean, we've all done it. We're listening to a friend speak, and we already assume we know what is going to be said before they even finish their sentence. Mm. When we assume we know what the person will say, we miss what is actually being said. Honor the speaker by remaining openly curious and listening intently for the message rather than predicting what will be said. That is fantastic advice. I know, right? And I would recommend that specifically to everybody listening. <laughs> As he points at me. <laughs> what? I'm animated with my hands. I have direct intentional communication with my body language. What does my body language say? That you're cold and wet and you want to be warm. I am cold. Not wet anymore, though. Mm -hmm. I put up the carport outside today and I got rid of a bunch of leaves. And so it was raining and I got a little cold and wet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. How about misinterpreting the message? Mm, um, so yeah. we might interpret others or we might misinterpret others more often than we think. I am probably pretty guilty of this. I'm kind of a paranoid guy sometimes. And so yeah. I expect the worst when I probably shouldn't. Yeah, very true. At any rate, to avoid this, maybe it's best to give the person our full attention and paraphrase the message back to the speaker to ensure we have understood correctly. 
In today's society, we're more susceptible to misinterpretation as rely, we rely heavily on technological communication. Without tone of voice and nonverbal cues, it can be easy to misunderstand each other. When using text or email communication, be sure to use appropriate punctuation <laughs> and ask clarifying questions to ensure you understand the other person. Oh, it's so big online. But most of all, use appropriate punctuation. Right. So it's funny that we bring up online connection and making sure that you interpret properly through social media and text messages. Mm -hmm. I was just reading yesterday or the day before about there was an article in order to understand Facebook, you need to really understand the mental disorder Capgras. Capgras. It's a syndrome or psychological condition where the people who are familiar in your life, you no longer recognize and you think that they've been replaced. As an instance, say I have Capgras and one day I look at you and I'm like, you're not my Bella. <gasps> you've been replaced. My Bella has been abducted and you've been put in her place to keep me from finding her. It was actually one of the earliest cases was in the late 1800s where a woman had uh, a child. Mm -hmm. She felt like the child got abducted and got replaced with a strange infant baby. So weird. Later she had twins, felt like one of them got abducted and got replaced with a strange infant baby. And then same thing with another set of twins. And then eventually her husband was abducted and replaced. And all of these people that were close to her in her life were getting abducted and replaced with clones essentially. Mm -hmm because she couldn't recognize them in an emotional way. And so it's almost like if you lose your ability to communicate, you're, you're finding that while you get the concept of what we're doing here, the emotional familiarity is gone. So it feels like a stranger situation. Interesting. Like, I know that you look like Bella, <laughs> But you're not talking to me like Bella talks to me. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just because how soon I read the article that this is kind of hitting that part for me where I'm like, oh, this reminds me of that. Yeah. Maybe it's not related at all. <laughs> but I did find it very interesting. It is interesting. It's super strange. Kind of fascinating. It really is. And you could go on about that quite a bit. Actually, a couple of those kids that... Mm -hmm. looked unfamiliar she ended up poisoning oh no yeah true crime podcast right there a little bit crazy yeah, but that's not our genre of no. podcasting so no. we're just gonna stick with polyamory and love <laughs> speaking of which how else can you fuck up a relationship <laughs> well by letting your emotions dictate your response and again I would never do this. I'm just definitely not an emotional person. I was just gonna ask like <laughs> did you choose the ones you chose? I did. Because you have no idea what they really mean? No, I, I don't connect with them at all. Yeah, okay. So. You have an emotional cat grasp to these feelings? <laughs> I don't understand. They don't look familiar. Yeah, they do. <laughs> when we react to something someone says emotionally, we're likely to say things back that we don't mean. Okay, I'm guilty. I do. Uh-huh. A good communicator uh -huh. allows... <laughs> You're damn right you do, asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, 
A good communicator allows emotions to sit for a while and then chooses to carefully respond rather than react. And I am getting okay, better with this. That. I'm getting better with it. And even K-Fug will tell you, I'm often like, I need to process. Are you squeaking your I'm chair? I'm squeaking a little bit in this chair. Quit squeaking your chair. I am sorry. I'm directly communicating with you to stop squeaking your tell chair. Tell the chair that. Tell your butt that. <laughs> My butt's not the one squeaking. Speaking of weird noises on our <laughs> podcast. What? And I'm leaving this in. Oh, Fuck yeah. It. Last episode, while I was editing, mm-hmm. I realized that there was like this weird ghostly breathing sound. I want to know background. if anyone else heard it. I don't know. If you heard it, let us know. Please email us and let us know. So should I say what it was? Yeah. So if you heard it, let us know. Because if I'm just losing my mind... <laughs> Don't laugh, because you... Okay. I heard it, too. Loki, our wiener dog... I want to say puppy, but he's 11. He's he's an old man puppy. He has separation anxiety. Anytime that he's not around his humans, he kind of loses it. So wherever... <laughs> like, especially wherever I'm at, he needs to be there. Yeah. So we have this giant pillow in the office on the floor just for Loki, which is where he's at right now. And last episode when we were recording he was snoring (laughs) snoring so loud but we didn't even hear him no but he's right under the microphone Mm -hmm. and so that might need to change but it was funny because while i was doing the edit i'm like what the hell is that noise he even called me into the office during the editing and was like i need you to hear this like there's a ghost in our office (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you were listening last week, which we know you are because you love us and we love you, (laughs) if you heard that ghostly breathing sound, we didn't just run a marathon. (laughs) That was our snoring dog. Yep, not a ghost, just Loki. So let's bring it back. (laughs) Let's just use this as the last one on the pitfalls. Okay. Attacking character rather than behavior. Mm, We see that a lot too. Especially online. Right. Not going to lie. Yep. Because you don't feel like you have accountability online, it's easy to attack character Mm -hmm. instead of behavior. Create your social media around what you want to see. So if it gets too negative, leave groups, unfollow people, make it a positive experience because online world today is awful. I did that over the summer and I haven't been this happy in a long time. Right. So when you're upset with someone, it's easy to say stuff like you're a jerk or you're an idiot or just whatever you're going to do to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. Maybe instead of attacking someone's character, an effective communicator should address the actual behavior and leave it at that. Easily, you can say, your hair's fucking stupid. (laughs) And that mascara looks like shit on you. (laughs) That's rude. Or... You could say, I really disagree with the point you're trying to make because that's not how it has affected my life experience. Right. Good. Done. Right. Well, it's, it's just like saying, you know, the, the, <laughs> the age old, like, I'm not saying you are a bitch. I'm saying you're acting like a bitch. Your behaviors, A, B, and C. Oh, I've used that <laughs> so many times. But you know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. someone's character. Like, that means you are. Well, you don't... They aren't. They're just behaving no. in a bad way. Well, and that's the thing, is I like to believe that all human beings are trying to live their best experience. 
And I believe that all human beings want to do the best for their life and for the world. Right. Their environment. If someone's coming at you hard, we go back to last week's episode about ego. Mm -hmm. You could put your ego to the side and try to hear why they're coming at you hard and try to not personalize it so much and learn from it. And you could try to see how they're trying to improve their world around them. Right. But when someone's coming at you hard with your feet stink and you're an asshole and nobody likes your foul breath. <laughs> like <It's> horrible. <laughs> right. There's nothing to learn there. Right. If you want someone to learn what you're trying to say, communicate the point you want to make instead of letting your emotions get out of control and attacking them. Right. Well, I mean, we've talked for a bit with some interruptions here and there on pitfalls yeah. and some bad habits and some things that we all do to make shitty communication. So let's flip that and give yeah. people some tangible, a few tips to communicate more effectively. Right. You know, we, we came across this article on bethechange.com and we've got five tips for you. Right, because we don't want to be the podcast that sits and bitches about people like our goal is to lift the world up yeah. to lift each and every person up and to try to make the world a better place and to help us grow so a lot of what we do is the intent of helping us grow but sometimes we do need to have a little negative discussion so we have a benchmark right on how we're going to grow and where we're going to grow Right. So I think that these five tips are great. Why don't you give us one? Well, and I always want to try and have people leave our episodes with some sort of like tangible, these are things they can do, you know, right. actionable steps kind of a thing. So And to feel good. Yeah. Because we want you to feel good. Feel good. So one of the tips. <laughs> <laughs> what was that even? Feeling good. <laughs> So the first tip to communicate more effectively, and we've said it a million times across multiple episodes, be an engaged listener. Focus on the speaker. Don't interrupt. Leave your judgment out. Present interest and ask questions. It's all active listening. Oh, yeah. And the more that I've done it in my life, the more that I feel strangely that I'm also being heard. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm providing you that platform to speak and I'm engaged in what you're saying, I feel like what happens is you feel that you've gotten to say what you want to say and you've gotten to clarify whatever points or whatever feelings. And now that you've gotten that opportunity, you're more open and receptive to anything I might share with you. Right. I then listen with intent. Right. So when you actively listen, it also gives you a chance to be more heard. True. Very true. And when you are being more heard, it gives you the chance to express yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about sharing your thoughts and feelings with others in an honest and open way. As well, you can assert yourself, meaning that you stand up for your beliefs while respecting the opinions of others, if we've said... Ten minutes ago, five minutes ago. Totally. You also want to pay attention to the nonverbal signs. The person's gestures and their facial expressions, their voice tone, their eye contact, posture, and even breathing. Like, you can right. tell when their breathing quickens or... Well, half of my face gestures. Oh, ha, ha, ha. At any rate, you also want to control your emotions. Strong feelings like love and stress 
can easily cloud our minds during conversation and make us no longer think rationally. In these situations, emotional management techniques can help us return to a relaxed and rational state and enable us to engage with others without losing our cool. Which is something that I feel like I've gotten really damn good at. You have improved and made great strides. Now watch closely <laughs> as I manage my emotions. That's very good. So that I'm not saying anything rash and out of control. <laughs> I take time to process. I fully hear what you're trying to mm -hmm. say. I acknowledge it. I resonate with it. <laughs> and and I take the time to formulate my response. I want. I would very much like you to actively listen to me now. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I value your input. And I wish like, you guys could see his face right now. And I would like to full-heartedly tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> Well, what you're doing right now is actually tip number five. Ah, shit. Which is making intentional language choices. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I did good. <laughs> the words we choose to speak can have a great impact on our message and can determine how effectively it is passed on to others. The devil is in the details. I am. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so those are our five tips to communicate more effectively. And they came from Conscious Company's article on BeTheChange.com. So be an yeah. engaged listener. Express yourself. Pay attention to nonverbal signs. Control your emotions and make intentional language choices. Yeah. Those should help. They do help a lot. Yeah. So do you want to talk through some of our own-ish? Yeah. How about let's talk about when you're wrong. I'm never wrong. See, right there. Right there. Yeah. I love yeah. when your eyebrow pokes up because you're like, bitch, <laughs> we're going to have a discussion. How about we do some emotional management and direct intentional conversation exercises? Okay. Would that work for you? What, do you, what, do you, what have you got? Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little role playing. Okay. Sounds fun. Yeah. I've picked out a couple of outfits for you. What? Yeah, we're going to role play. Oh. First one, you just ordered a pizza. Oh. And I'm the pizza delivery man. Pizza sounds good right now, though. Mm-hmm. Extra sausage. <laughs> okay, so role playing. Let's start with you and I are together. We're hanging out. I've been talking to someone new. Okay. This is not based on real events, but inspired by polyamorous experiences. Right. So it's all exercise. I want to go out on a date with this person. I'm trying to figure out how to tell you about it. So I'm playing on my phone. Okay. And you're curious what I'm doing. So you're going to use your direct communication to start this exercise by asking me what I'm doing. All right. Hey, babe, what are you doing on your phone? Oh, um, nothing really. Just talking to people. Yeah? Anyone, yeah. anyone new? Um... Well, you know, I, I guess. I don't know. Like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, you know, I'm just talking to this person in a group. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's okay. Whatever. Uh, do you have interest in this person? You know, I, I wouldn't say I have interest in this person. I wouldn't say I have interest <laughs> in this person. I would say they have interest in me and... 
I don't know. <laughs> Christopher Walken might not want to go out with this person. Yeah. <laughs> okay, stop. So we're having that conversation that I feel like I was being very direct. No. And how did that make you feel? Weary and unsure and like, do is he lying to me right now? Do okay. I believe him? Is he hiding something? Okay. You want to try it again with very direct conversation? Yes. Okay. You're playing on your phone still? So I'm playing on my phone. Okay. Hey, babe. What are you doing on your phone? Oh, hey. So you know that girl that I mentioned the other day that's in the group that we started chatting with? Yeah. Well, we've gotten to talking a little bit. There's been a little bit of flirting. And I'm really enjoying her company. And I was thinking about maybe this weekend, if you and I didn't have plans, that I would ask her out. Oh, nice. That sounds really awesome. You guys have a lot in common. I'm not entirely sure yet. I kind of want to get to know. So I was thinking about asking her out here shortly. Do you have a problem with that? Do we have any plans this weekend that I need to be aware of? No, I think we're free. The calendar's open. So you do you, boo. Would you be okay with that? Yes, I would be okay with that. Okay, stop. So in that, maybe I wasn't as direct as I could have been. Maybe more direct was I could have started the conversation with, Hey, Bella, I just want to let you know so on and so forth true but in that scenario how did you feel way better it felt like even though i came to you to ask what was going on that Uh wasn't a problem uh you were upfront about things and forthcoming with information right so it didn't feel like anything was hidden okay did you feel threatened no did you feel threatened in the one before i felt unsure okay could have been could have been threat but because you were so hidden in the first one it could have been anything. Right, so maybe sparked a little flag. Yeah. Did you feel any fly flags this time around? No. So okay. what's so another scenario? How about um, the exercise in this role play mm-hmm. is, I just get home, you're hanging out, maybe texting a partner or a playing friend. Playing on my phone. Playing so. on your phone. And I come home. I just went into the kitchen, and I just saw dishes, and I know that I've got some work to do. Okay. Okay. So now it's your time to play on your phone. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. And I see the dishes. If I'm not directly communicating, I slam some dishes around. Oh, no. So I get it out of the way because I need my water. (laughs) And I'm pouring my water. And I slam the faucet down. And you're hearing all this. Babe, did you have a rough day at work? Are you doing okay? No, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I got work to do. Doesn't sound fine. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go in the office. Can I help you with something? Of course not. You do whatever it is you're doing. I'm going to go into the office. Oh, my God. Okay, stop. How do you feel about that scenario? Confused. uh, Frustrated. Clearly there was something wrong that you weren't telling me. And I was clueless as to what was going on. Okay, so let's try again. Okay. And I'm going to be more direct this time. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. I see the dishes. I'm frustrated. I'm going to move some dishes. Mm-hmm. Fill my water. Shh. Finish off. And go into the other room. Bella. Oh, yeah. Hey, babe. How was your day at work? Oh, it was fine. I mean, it was good. Normal day. Just chilling, playing my game. Okay. Hey, so I've got to get that podcast edited. Yeah. And it's going to be a long night because it was a long podcast. And I don't have time to do those dishes 
would you please try to make the time if you've got nothing else going on to get some of those done so we are ahead of the game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to sit for a minute, get off my feet after work, and I'll totally take care of them. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Stop. How'd you feel about that? Way better. Okay. You know, I felt like there wasn't any anger or aggression towards me. There was no uh, resentment building. There was no confusion. I didn't feel attacked. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, now with that scenario, it is easy when you're doing your day-to-day life to start getting a little bit of resentment or a lot of... Right. And, and if you're not communicating them directly... Um, as they're happening, this resentment can build up and blow up. Right. As we saw in the first scenario. Yep. Especially if it's been going on and they've been holding it in. Right. This is one of those times where if you stop for a moment and you ask yourself, should I be communicating with a partner? And maybe I'm not. And how can I start doing that? There's a lot of fear. Like, if I say something to you, I might upset you, and I certainly don't want to upset you. Right. So I just hold it in because I don't want to start an argument or a disagreement. Yeah. But as time goes on, if we're not communicating like this, this is what happens with the dishes slamming around. Right. And the passive-aggressive-as-hell behavior. Yep. So so direct communication, especially in a scenario like this, where you're dealing with day-to-day stuff and you're nesting partners and your partner gets to go out on dates with all these people and you feel like, geez, I'm just here to do the dishes. Right. Those communication times are essential for longevity of a relationship. Well, and we've had that conversation a few times mm-hmm. where, you know, I went from... Being a partner that didn't live with you, mm-hmm. so I was this outside partner. We did all the fun things. Right. Um, we only knew the dates together. Yeah. Even if the dates were sometimes the domestic errands, it was always getting out to go do something. Then we moved in together, and all of a sudden the role flip-flopped, and I wasn't the outside partner doing all the fun dates. Now I was a nesting partner that was doing more stuff at home mm-hmm. while you went out on dates with other people. Right. And while we still had a date, I also had the nesting partner responsibilities and I had to figure out how to communicate that where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling like, uh, you don't appreciate that I do this, this and this. So that way I wouldn't build up resentments at home either. We've had some of those conversations yeah. and they've gone both ways. Yeah. And that's the thing is once responsibilities in real life comes into a relationship it's one of the ways to decrease nre and it's also something that if not paid attention to really changes the way that a relationship works yeah so i've done a couple examples do you want to try something okay so another thing that comes up i think in poly relationships all the time is like jealousy and feeling insecure and stuff like that So let's set up something where you are going to take a date out and you're letting me know about it. And the first scenario, I won't be direct. Okay. Hey, babe. Yeah, what's up? I know that normally I don't schedule this night with this partner, but there's a special event going on at the adult club down in Portland. Mm -hmm. And... I think it's something that she'd really like to do, and I know that you and I go to this a decent amount, but I want to show her. So, um, it'd be cool if maybe this Thursday I went and did that? Yeah, I mean, that's fine, I guess. No, it's it's fine. 
it's totally fine. Yeah? Yeah, go go do the thing. Oh, okay. It's no cool. it's no big deal. Well then I'll let her know that, that you're good with it and that we'll just uh we'll just set it up. Okay. And then a little bit later you come home. Okay. Hours later, you come in the door. Okay. Are you I need to know, are you sleeping? No. Am I I'm, trying to be quiet? No, I'm I'm sitting up in bed watching TV waiting up for you. Okay. And so I come in and I put down my bag of kink toys and I see you sitting in your room. Oh, hey, sweetie. How you doing? Hey, you're back. I'm glad you're back. Did you have fun? Yeah, I had a good time. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I guess, I guess I'm just going to go to bed. Oh, okay. Um, thought we'd talk for... No, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's whatever. Like, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm just going to bed. Okay, love you. Good night. Love you too. Okay, end. Okay. So in that situation, clearly there was something wrong. Yeah. How did you feel in that? Well, at first I felt a little unsure, but because you told me I should do it, mm -hmm. and because I trust our communication, I set up the date. Right. And when I went, I went thinking that it's probably good, and that maybe I'm just overthinking the scenario. Reading too far into it or right. something. So when I came home... Feeling like I had a good time, ready to maybe share my night with you or catch up with how your night was. Mm -hmm. And then I get this cold shoulder. I'm thinking, damn it, what did I do this time? Right. Feeling guilt tripped right. a little bit and feeling put off. Okay. And on my end, in that situation, it was more of not wanting to hold you back or upset you, but feeling a little insecure about your date Maybe a little jealous over okay. the date. Then it sits there and festers all night long while you're out. And my brain overthinks and goes into things. And then by the time you come home, I wait up because I want to make sure you get home. And you're not, you know, staying the night and I don't know about it because I'm all pissed off anyway. Yeah, we've never had to deal with that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know you're home, so I'm just pissed and I'm going to go to sleep. Not because you did anything, but because I didn't communicate some things. Okay. Okay. So let's do it again, and I'm going to kind of mix in some things here. Okay. Hey, Bella. Hey, yeah, what's up? So I know that Thursday is not a scheduled night with this partner, but there's a special event going on at the club, and because it's something you and I enjoy doing so much, I'd really like to show her the club. Okay. Um, would you be cool if I changed our schedule around so that I could take her out Thursday? Yeah, I mean, I'm free on, you know, whatever other night we want to do it. I'm, I'm definitely feeling, like, some insecurities around it. Um, I mean, it's it's been something that we do, and we don't really go as often, so it's kind of feeling... I'm feeling a little jealous, too, that... Oh, no. That, like, you want to take her, and you don't take me, oh, so... Well, that's not my intention. How well, can I support you? Well, maybe we can go, like, not, obviously not now, but, like, maybe we can go to the club another time. Yeah. Um, I also, like, what are, what are your, like, expectations for your night out with her? Like, what do you think might happen? What are some what ifs? Just so my brain has, like, a, like, a good picture and isn't running crazy overthinking while you're gone. Okay, so, first off, I would love to set some time up with you. Yeah. I know that life's gotten busy and we've gotten kind of in a routine and it would be really great for both of us to get out of that routine. Yeah. And I know you miss the club, so let's set that time up. Okay. Second, I think that the expectations are, 
I I do like her, mm-hmm. and we haven't gone all the way. <laughs> but if the club, you know, if we go there and it's feeling good and and we're really connecting, like I think maybe this time around, the most I'd do is maybe a kink scene with her. Probably no sex. Okay. It's not my intention. Might happen, but I doubt it. Okay. Just, just putting that out there. Yeah, make sure you bring your, you know, condoms, have your yeah, protection right. just in case. Of course. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that the farthest it would go, if things are feeling really good, is maybe a scene or just hanging out and having some drinks. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes me feel better. So I, I kind of know what your plan is for the night, just to ease my overthinking brain. Okay. So I was thinking if I get home late, you might be asleep, but if you're not... Um, do you want to hang out? Yeah, definitely. I, I make no promises because I can fall asleep. Of course. But, but definitely. And if, I want to hear all about it. Like whatever details are okay with her and she consents to, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear about your night. Awesome. The end. Cut scene. So I think that number one, it addressed the envy or the jealousy and the insecurity around the situation. But also we've found just between you and me that voicing those what if situations and our expectations around a night really help calm the overthinking brain. Right. Especially for the partner sitting at home. You're talking about when I said, well, I don't plan to go this far. Yeah. But if things go. It could. This is a what if. Yeah. And that's one of the things in polyamory that I've learned well (laughs) (laughs) that you do. First off, it's good to explain what your personal intentions are. Yeah. Not what your expectations are, because expectations are a little strong. Right. But if all things went well, what your hopes would be. Yeah. How do you picture the night if it... Right. Yeah. Uh, and then that way you're also not setting yourself up for disappointment if it doesn't go that way. Right. But you're, most importantly, not putting pressure onto another person that doesn't realize that you have an expectation. Yeah. So for us... And for me specifically, I've learned that if you give a general spectrum of what could happen and you're being honest and you're not downplaying it and you're communicating your hopes or your intentions or your desires, then that's letting the partner know Mm -hmm. what you would like, not what you plan to happen. Right. Well, and I think that also helps you work with your partner through whatever insecurities they're feeling ahead of time. So instead of trying to do damage control later, when you come home and your partner's like, oh my God, I didn't think that was going to happen yet. Now I wasn't prepared for it and and trying to backpedal. And not that it was a bad thing, but just it's helping your partner through the growing pains of poly relationships. Absolutely. And I've been in that scenario more than once with more than one partner where the partner didn't realize that something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe I didn't express that strongly enough, or maybe there wasn't active listening, or maybe I didn't realize it was going to go that far. Yeah. And that's why nowadays I try to say, look, this isn't what I plan to happen, but this is a possibility. So if we need to work on this, well, let's we, do that. We have this conversation like the day before or the night before. Mm-hmm. Like we're not doing it as you're walking out the door because right. we try and work through some feelings around things and you don't want to be rushed to do that. Exactly. 
So the one, the one last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, we don't have to role play this one, mm -hmm. but it comes up a lot when we talk to other people in the polyamory community is, hey, what's your style of poly? And you have that discussion and one person might say, oh, I totally practice kitchen table poly. And they're like, oh, me too. And then later down the line, you realize that your style isn't exactly their style and your understandings were different of how you do things. Right. I mean, just because you both have a kitchen table doesn't mean you have the same design of table. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's... And I just had that discussion about a week and a half ago yeah. on my day. Well, that's, that's just one of those things that being really direct with what do you mean when you say this and what if someone's truly actively listening hopefully they'll ask you questions oh you say yeah. you practice kitchen table poly what does that look like for you yeah what does that mean how does that work and that's another part of direct intentional communication that's important is learning when to be more specific mm -hmm. because sometimes you can feel like you're being direct and you're asking a super broad question. What does that mean? Well, fuck, I don't know. It means that my partner likes the color purple. <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you really, if you're looking for specific answers, it's important to ask specific questions. Right. Um, what does your kitchen table poly mean? Does that mean that everyone literally gets around a kitchen table? Do you guys all have a little Facebook group that you communicate in? Do you meet up for drinks? Like, how does that work? How do you guys right. navigate your kitchen table? Yeah. yeah. Well, and we even ran into a little speed bump with it today with being specific about things where you came home from work and I had just put the carport up mm -hmm. and I needed help to move it. And I said, oh, you know, do you want to help me move this? And you had said, you know, not now. And went. I said, actually, I was yeah. very direct. <laughs> I said, no. I don't. I just got off of work. Right. Yeah. And then you went and took some time, you know, to yourself after work. And my assumption, because I didn't ask any questions or um, follow up with it at all. Clarification. Clarification. Yeah. My assumption was just, you know, oh, not right now because I just got off work and I want a little me time. Mm -hmm. But we'll do it in a few minutes. Right. And I didn't ask that. And then later on, after the few minutes went by, and I was like, okay, you ready to do this? And you got frustrated. Well, yeah, because in my head, I came home, and this is where I didn't ask specific, or I didn't give specific enough responses. Right. You asked if I wanted to move the carport. I just got done working uh, on day six, a full day <laughs> of shift, and I just didn't want to do it today. Because I feel like I've just been running since 4.30 in the morning. Right. And I wanted to take a breather. Right. So I said, no, I just got off work. I don't want to do it right now. Obviously, in retrospect, I could have said, I don't want to do it today. But in my mind, in that moment, confronted with that situation, spur of the moment. Yeah. I thought that the communication would be conveyed that I don't want to do it today. And you didn't take it that way. Yeah. So when I thought you did, because you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then a few minutes later, when like we were out there looking at it, when we were getting ready to come inside, I thought, I start walking inside and you're like, hey, I thought, <laughs> what about the carport? And I'm thinking, didn't I just say I don't want to do it? Right. Like, that's where I got frustrated because in that moment, it felt like you weren't listening or you weren't taking my feelings seriously. When the reality was, 
you didn't understand the measurement of time in which not right now meant. Right. And I didn't ask follow-up clarifying questions. You weren't specific in it. And we worked it out. And it was, you know, it went away. It was no right. longer an issue. It was resolved. But it's so easy to miss one word instead of saying not right now, not today. Yeah. How easy that is to miscommunicate. And that's a perfect example. It was a great real life experience. Unplanned. Just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, I feel like we've discussed com this communication pretty thoroughly. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have talked about some of the pitfalls. There's plenty of them. There's tons. And I feel like that we've had some great tips on how to improve. Mm -hmm. I feel like we covered a lot of good bases in this episode. And we've pretty much talked through it. Yeah, and I really liked our role play example section for people too. I knew you'd like role play. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so then, are we good? Yeah. Okay. So, Polyam fam, we believe that that's quite a bit of discussion today. And this episode gives us plenty to think about. So let's take some time to process and meet back up next week. For dun, dun, dun. our episode on breaking up. Oh, say it isn't so. <laughs> Maybe because all this wonderful direct communication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about breaking up next week. And we promise it isn't you. It's us. Oh, <laughs> and of course, we put some articles in our show notes for you to check out. And you can also check out our multiple social media venues down in those notes or on our website, www.ilovepolly.org. We will also put that Patreon site directly in the show notes. So that way you can find those bonus episodes. Just look for the tier that has the bonus episodes. And get in touch with us. Connect with this beautiful community that we're all a part of. Ta-ta for now. Bye now. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella. And Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links. Or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepoly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And, and love, love without, without limits. limits. I just want to punch you in the face. <laughs>